And joining us now to talk about rising crime and what is to blame and also policies that are certainly making it tougher for our police are two great individuals committed to keeping our country safe. Joining us, we have Ed Mamet. He is a retired NYPD captain, 40-year veteran. He's now a police practices consultant. And we also have Kevin Schroeder. He is a retired NYPD first grade detective, 25-year veteran. He's now on a high-end president of a personal security company. He is also the chairman for the New York City Police Department Retired Detectives of New York. Bravo to both of you guys. You host an awesome podcast on WABC. It is called Cop Talk, and I'm thrilled to have both of you guys here on the Rita Cosby Show. Hello, Rita. How are you tonight? Hey, guys. It's great to have both of you guys. Ed, let's start with you. Um, what, what do you make of so many of these typically, it seems like, Democratic mayors, whenever there are these horrible shootings that seem to be happening more and more, the first thing they do is say, we have to get guns off the streets. Yet they never talk about their policies that allow these repeat offenders to keep going back out on the streets. It's sort of gun control versus thug control. Your thoughts, Ed Mamet? Well, they live in la-la land. Instead of putting people in jail, they want to put the guns in jail. You know, the thing about DAs, you know, you can't sue a DA. That's, they're immune from lawsuits. You know, you can sue a police officer, but you can't sue a DA. They can get away with just about anything. They have unbelievable prosecutorial discretion. If they decide they don't want to prosecute, there's nothing you really can do about it. And then you have guys like Bragg, um, you know, who are left-wing way out, they don't see crime as crime. They see crime as a social problem, not really a criminal act, and they don't want to put anybody in jail. So, you know, the country's going wild, crazy. The DAs all over the place are going nuts. Yeah, no question about it. Kevin Schroeder, your thoughts, because, boy, uh, it's like this revolving door. And I think, look, I think you you want to look, you don't want guns uh, illegally in people's hands. Um, on the other hand, they seem to refuse to look at their sort of, quote, criminal justice policies uh, that certainly are contributing. They don't even want to even look at that or consider it. I, exactly, Rita. Uh, it's doors out of my mouth. It's like a, a revolving door. And police officers and detectives in New York City do a great job every day putting bad people away, and they're out the next day. And, I mean, that that's not really uh, confidence on the police officer on the street. You see the guy... Uh, come out of jail before he finishes paperwork. And it's ridiculous. And uh, instead of concentrating on trying to put uh, look at body cams, have a unit in the DA's office looking at body cams, what the cop could have or should have done different, they should be just prosecuting these bad guys, putting them away. And, Kevin, how demoralizing is that for law enforcement? Um, you're chairman of the NYPD Retired Detectives of New York. How demoralizing is it? You guys go through the process of arresting somebody and then to see them kind of back out on the street the next day and waving to you. I mean, that's that is frustrating. Very frustrating and very embarrassing, too. I mean, you know, they, you know, I, I remember back in my day as well as even recently today, you know, cops tell me, detectives tell me that, you know, these guys are back at the precinct collecting their property and basically laughing as they're going out the door. And the police officer, the detective, still working on the paperwork. Oh, wow. Heartbreaking. Um, you know, Ed Mamet, the other thing, too, is a lot of these things that have been passed of late. New York state lawmakers passing the Clean Slate Act bill, uh, which seals most criminal records. Talk about how devastating that is also for law enforcement and for citizen safety. Well, it's uh, <clears throat> I think it's it's bad news because many of these people are recidivists. 
Most criminals are recidivists. And I don't think the law takes that into consideration. A, a reading of the law says that after eight years, someone who was uh, convicted of a Class A felony, you know, will get the will get this break. The only exception is a, uh, I guess, would be murder and kidnapping because they are Class A felonies that where you can get life imprisonment. So that's excluded from this the law. But I think the the burden is not so much on the on the police because there are exceptions. Uh, that the police can get it for investigative purpose, but the burden would be on the general public and employers. I mean, if I were an employer and I had a, uh, a business where, where integrity and security was very important, I would want to know the background of this person. I don't care about eight years or ten years. If this person was a convicted robber or a, uh, you know, a, a burglar or somebody with a, a very bad record of crime, I, I would want to know about it. Yeah, that's a great point, because you're right. We all deserve to know that person's history. And suddenly, if it's sealed, you have no idea. Um, Kevin Schroeder, you know, the city council is also preparing. It's to pass a sweeping package, basically, of bills that would force the NYPD to file millions of reports uh, or even, you know, for basically the most minor encounters, basically bogging down, I feel like, the NYPD even more. I mean, it's just, just we're in a place where we need more officers. We don't need them tied up on the desk duty. We need them out on the streets. We need them out on the subways, Kevin. Yes, I agree, Rita. And, you know, today, a lot of the rookies coming on the New York City Police Department, they're leaving. Not be, Back in my day, you know, young cops left to go for a uh, more money or a better department, Nassau County, Suffolk County, uh, which was paying more at the time. Today, you have uh, young cops leaving, quitting, resigning. Just to, they, they're done with it because of the fact of the overtime. There's so much mandatory overtime. They should be concentrating. The city should be concentrating on how to, how to uh, recruit as well as retain police officers. That's what they should be con- concentrating on because that's going to be a problem in the very near future when we don't have anyone. I mean, we're, we need to hire. Yeah, 1,000%. Um, you know, speaking of which, I always wish we had had a cop on that subway car where Daniel Penny, who's the retired Marine, uh, when he put the homeless guy in the chokehold. Now, of course, he's been charged with multiple charges. And, Mama, what's your thoughts about that Marine? Um, it took a while for the police to get there because guess what? We don't have police on every subway car. Well, one point I'd like to make before we go to that. If the city council passes that bill... Let's see what our useless mayor has to do, because he can veto that bill. He ran on a an on a, on a anti-crime program, and if he doesn't veto that bill, then we know where he's coming from. Now, and by the way, I hope and I hope he does veto it. You know, he's, a, as you know, a former captain, too, at the NYPD, so he should understand how uh, debilitating that makes law enforcement. That's a great point. Well, that's why. Let's see where he, what he's made of. Now, getting back to Penny. Uh, as far as uh, Penny is concerned, I think it was a disgrace that he was he was indicted. I, I always felt that uh, he should have testified before the grand jury. Now, I sat on the grand jury some years ago, and in most cases, um, you know, it's, it's like, you know, you can indict the ham sandwich, as they say, and you get indicted. But I remember one particular case where we did not vote for indictment. The guy testified, and we, we, we bought his story, and we didn't vote for indictment. Um, I spoke to the attorney in this case, and I said, why didn't you, um, uh, no, I spoke to another attorney. I said, why didn't, do you think he should have been uh, allowed to testify? And they said, well, no, because he would get beaten up uh, at trial, because what, once you testify at the grand jury, you waive immunity, and whatever you say can be used later on. But I, I don't know, I, I feel that he had enough of the case that if he had testified at the grand jury, he, he could have gotten away with it. 
Yeah, I agree, too. By the way, Ed, I I think so, too. I think he should have. I think he should have looked the grand jurors in the eye because um, he's been unwavering in his story of that he was there to defend people. Kevin Schroeder, um, do you think um, what happened to Daniel Penny, the Marine on that subway, and the fact that he's been charged, um, do you think it's going to have a chilling effect on good Samaritans uh, to step forward now? Rita, yes, absolutely. I really do believe that. Uh, everyone, you know, may be afraid to get involved and try to do the right thing. And uh, and then you, you become, you know, you go from the victim to the perpetrator, which is a shame. And basically that's what's happening in this case here. Um, don't get me wrong. I'm sure, you know, just people like myself and Ed, active and retired police officers or anyone involved in law enforcement at any time, I'm sure will still continue to do the right thing and, and, and jump in and, you know, take action. However, the average citizen, they're going to think twice. Yeah, and that is really sad. Now, both of you guys, Kevin Schroeder and Ed Mamet, um, you guys have so many decades of great experience in law enforcement at the NYPD. You also host a weekly podcast, which I love, on WABC. It's called Cop Talk, which is so great. Ed, um, tell us sort of the essence of the podcast, too, because it's really unique to get the perspective of both of you guys, who I've had the honor to know and I love and, and truly are great servants to this community. Well, the idea behind our, our program is not so much crime stories, because there are millions of them, but was to reach out to police agencies around the world uh, regarding issues and policies and what is, you know, what is actually going on. And we had some terrific interviews. Uh, we even had my cousin David Mamet, who's the playwright, and uh, he's very polar enforcement, and he, he, he gave a great interview. Uh, we had James Patterson, one of the world's greatest authors, uh, we had Andrew Giuliani. Uh, maybe we should have you on, Rita. I'd be honored to with you guys. That'll be. And by the way, I've written I've written two books, so maybe I classify right. If you have these great writers on there, I could fit right in, Ed. Yes, when I read that book about your father, it was a wonderful book. Thank you so much. And Ed, what do you hope to accomplish with with Cop Talk? Also, for people to understand what you guys go through. Yeah, I think at this stage, of what's going on in this country, you know. The public has to know the problems of the police and that we're human beings, you know, like everybody else. Every cop wants to go home at night. And, you know, this business about, you know, racism and brutality is all nonsense. You, you realize how many contacts the New York City Police Department alone makes over two or three million contacts with the public a year. And if you multiply that by the 17 or 18,000 police agencies in this country, it's gazillions of contacts. You know, and, and so the, the one or two, you know, the few bad cops like, um, what's his name, Chauvin, you know, that caused the... Yeah, the Derek Chauvin, right. You know, all right, so they make it bad for all of us. But the idea between our for our program is to really get the true story out there of what police really do and what their problems are and how the public really needs them. Without us or the, the police, it's going to be total anarchy. Absolutely. Kevin, your thoughts real quick on what people can learn from your great podcast. Well, Ed pretty much summed it up. However, I'd like to add that, you know, we've had some celebrities on our show. We plan to have on more. And the reason for that is because there's so many celebrities out there who wanted to fund the police. But you never hear really too much about the celebrities who are, you know, positive, have positive support for the New York City Police Department, as well as law enforcement throughout the country. So that's a, uh, something that we try to have on our show as well. I love it. And by the way, you guys, as you know, I do a Back the Blue segment every night here on my show, which I love um, because it allows people to understand 
just the different circumstances that police are thrust in all over the country and to shine a light on, I think, the incredible heroes, which are those in law enforcement who protect all of us. Um, both of you guys are just so tremendous. I encourage everybody to check out your podcast. It's called Cop Talk. You can get it on WABC or wherever you download podcasts uh, to get a great and unique perspective from two great folks in law enforcement who I love and who are committed to serving our great country. Thank you both so much, you guys. Thank you, Rita. Thank you, Rita. Thank you, guys. I love you both.